Hello, Ms. Kapow. Hello, Brother Kapow. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. What date is it? Today's date is March 5th, 2018. Cool. I want to say welcome to several new listeners that we have. We have uh, Jasmine and her family. We have Shy and Matt. Hello. Joined the Kapow uh, radio show family. Been in contact with them. I've also been in contact with uh, Florida Mike, the guitar genius. Oh, yes. yes oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So if you live in Florida and you uh, need a guitarist, uh, get a hold of me and I'll hook you up with him. This guy. He's the play. man. He can play, but he needs people he can play with. You know what I'm saying? So if you're uh, somewhere around Orlando, you, you need a good musician. I know one. <laughs> Let's see. Today we're going to talk about, we're going to close up this series. We're going to close up the gates of hell. Close it. Not literally. <laughs> close it. But we're going to close up this uh, series. And today we're going to talk about the fallacies and the truth about hell. It's going to be pretty simple. And then we're going to close this up and we're going to move on to something else. But what I want to say is that uh, I have a real treat, a real treat for you. Really? Oh, yeah. A real treat for everybody. Me too? Well, you've heard it. Oh. You've heard the song. So. <laughs> yeah. You've already, you've already been nibbling on the treat, man. <laughs> but anyway, I have been working on, um, I, guess it's, I guess it would be a CD. When I get done, I don't know what I, what I hope to do is, uh, put it up on uh, Spotify and stuff and maybe stream it. I don't, I don't think I'd be selling, uh, real CDs because most people don't listen to or have CD players anymore. They do everything online through downloads. So I would probably put it on Apple iTunes since Spotify is a stream or whatever. But anyway, I've been working on the CD and the concept is, they're um, anti-Satan songs, basically anti-world, anti-Satan songs. So mm-hmm. instead of like a Christian artist singing praises to the Lord, I'm like, um, I'm not a Christian musician. I'm just, I'm just a musician who happens to be a Christian. And the, the songs are, a lot of them are chosen because they're anti-world. Right. And, and they represent the disgust I have with Satan and the world. So knowing that, I know that, that no one's going to listen to this. I already know that in advance, but it's just kind of my little way of doing it. Mm-hmm. So That's I'm working really on good. that. Yeah, yeah, I've been working on this for a while and it, it, it'll be done sometime this year. But I have a few of them done, but I can't um, put them out or anything because I have to wait till they're all done. But today, because of the title of the show and to end the show, I want to play a cover that I did of Bob Seger's Fire Down Below. And uh, so that'll be on this project. Bob Seger's Fire Down Below. I cannot sell it right now and I can't give it away right now because I know many of you are going to go, I want it so bad. Please. Uh, I can't sell it or give it away because it is not licensed for me to do so at this point when I get the project done, then I'll buy a blanket license for the cover songs that are on there. Cause there's going to be several cover songs on there. All right. 
All right. So that's that's what you're going to hear, whether you like it or not. And then <laughs> if you don't like it, you could just fast forward it or turn it off or go puke or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's It's that simple. But I'm going to play it probably towards the end of the show. All right? I think it's really good. Well, you know, because you were singing backup harmony on it. No, but, I think what you did was really good. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, well, it's a good song to begin with. You know, and I just kind of put my own spin on it. Which I, is very good. And I sing it very country. I go like this. Only one thing you call me. <laughs> go to family. With my cowboy hats. Okay. So, that's your treat. Now, in order to get your treat, you have to listen to the Bible. Fallacies and truth, Miss Kapow. Yep. yep okay. Yep. It's pretty simple. Wrap this up. The fire mentioned in the Bible, the fire or hellfire or just fire, is literal. Hellfire is a literal fire. It's not a figurative uh, speech. The word for fire, both Hebrew and Greek, is found 542 times in the King James Version. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I went and counted each one. <laughs> no, I didn't. I got the stats somewhere else, so I'm assuming they're correct. 542 times in the King James Version, it is used literally, except for a very few instances. And these particular stats count uh, four, five, six, about 12 different instances of scripture where they're not, where fire is not literal, but used figuratively. And when it is used figuratively, it's pretty clear that it's figurative. Mm-hmm. So the point is, hell is real. It's very real. And the Bible talks about it as being real and literal, not figurative. And that makes all the difference in the world mm-hmm. when you're teaching this stuff. Or if you go to a church and uh, they don't like uh, our new listeners, Shy and Matt, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're coming out of a Seventh-day Adventist. Background. Seventh-day Adventists do not believe in hellfire for eternal um, destruction. That's true. Yeah. That's correct. They, number one, they believe in a soul sleep, mm-hmm. Christians. And then they believe that um, they believe in annihilation. Yep, that's true. That these scriptures refer to total destruction, total annihilation. So a loving God, according to them, would not punish a soul, a spirit, and a resurrected body for eternity, mm-hmm. eternal torment. It just wouldn't happen. So as a sinner, you're going to be uh, annihilated, and you'll just cease to exist. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what they teach, but that's not that's biblically not correct. Mm-mm. All right? Biblically correct. Did you know, too, Cheyenne Matt, and you probably knew this, I don't, you know, that the Seventh-day Adventists have their own Bible? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have their own Bible. They keep it very, very secret. But they don't use the King James. They use their own Bible. We know about Seventh-day Adventists because Miss Kapow. Yeah, I went to their 
University in California. She went to Loma Linda University. And you had, and it was required that you went to chapel every week. Yes. And so that's when we started looking into the seventh day. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't seem right. Uh, they're very sneaky too. They like to come off like they're evangelical, normal church, but they're not. All right. So get thee out, my friends. Get thee out from under her. All right. All right. Okay, so it's a literal place. Shall, shall we start with some of the figurative scriptures? I have two that I, uh, <sighs> I found. The first one is Psalm 8946. Right. And the psalmist writes, How long, Lord, wilt thou hide thyself forever? Shall thy wrath burn like fire? Okay, so it's figurative. His wrath burning like fire is not literal fire. Right? That's right. It's pretty plain. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is in James 3, 5 through 6, where it says, Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. Yep. Uh, the Greek word is pyre. And it's a primary word meaning fire, literally or figuratively. Uh, it could mean specifically lightning, fiery or fire. And in these cases, it's certainly figurative. Mm -hmm. Now, there, there's, you know, a half dozen more, but we're not going to waste our time talking about the literals, the, the figurative stuff. Okay. We want to talk about the literal stuff. Yeah. So out of 542 times fires used in both the Old and New Testament, only about a half a dozen times refer to figurative. And it's plain that it's figurative. Okay. Okay. So now let's start with the literal, the literal scriptures. I'm not going to do all 542 of them, by the way. But we're going to five hundred. We're going to take a sampling here of Old and New Testament, just so you get an idea that we're not making this stuff up. The Bible does, in fact, uh, talk about a literal hell. a literal fire. Yeah, a little hell and a little fire. All right, All so right. Miss Capel, you're up. Deuteronomy thirty two twenty two says, "For a fire is kindled in mine anger." This is the Lord God speaking, and shall burn unto the lowest hell and shall consume the earth with her increase and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. Mm. It's not a figurative thing. Mm -mm. Shall burn into the lowest hell, which is like we talked about last week, Sheol mm -hmm. in the Hebrew. Isaiah 66, uh, starting with verse 22. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. For their worm shall not die and neither shall their fire be quenched and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. And this is a scripture that the Lord Jesus referenced. 
too. Mm. And in what? I believe it was. Um, or the worm will not die. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Matthew, I think. Or Mark. Yeah. Yeah, Mark. In fact, I have Mark up here right now. It says, and if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that shall not be quenched, mm-hmm. where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into he- life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Mm-hmm. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into fire, hell fire, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. For everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. It's not figurative. Jesus is talking a literal place, mm-hmm. a literal events. Matthew seven nineteen says, Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. And not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Yep. And then we have Matthew um, see, 13. Yes. And it says, Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out his kingdom, all things that offend, and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous shall will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he has found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which, when it was full, they drew to shore, and they sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but threw the bad away. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Uh, Matthew 18.8 says, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter in the life half, halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. There's more to go, huh? Mm-hmm. Matthew 25. Then shall he say un- also unto them to the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, 
you did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Mm. Luke 3.17 says, Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor, and will gather the wheat into his garner, but the chafe he will burn with fire unquenchable. Yep. Jude, Jude 6, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Revelation 14, 9, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, that same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receives the mark of his name. Revelation 20.14 And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, and this is the second death. Hmm. Pretty clear those are literal fires. Amen. Yeah, pretty literal here. So let's take a short commercial break so I can cough. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and it happened every time I do a show, I, I get a tickle in my my uh, chest mm-hmm. and I have to cough yeah. every time, every time, every time. And uh, when I'm not doing the show, sometimes I cough some, but no, all day I haven't coughed, but now I'm doing it. I feel like I have to cough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the time. So take a short break. We'll be right back. Okay. Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. This is an excellent training manual for building a stronger marriage by exposing the tactics your enemies use against you. From all online digital retailers, God bless you all. Uh, We are back. We're back. And I coughed. All the time. Oh, now, we, I used to have equipment problems all the time. For what, years? Yeah. For like the first five, well, actually really the first five years mm-hmm. was just, I don't even know how we did shows. I really don't. They I were look, miracles. They were miracles. I, I, I look back and go, that was impossible to do. I mean, we, really, we didn't have bandwidth. We didn't have internet. We lived in a place where we had no cable, no internet. Um, and I had to get uh internet through my cell phone carrier but there was a mount we lived in a canyon and there was a mountain right behind me that blocked that and i only had i i think 250 oh, yeah, megabytes so. a day or something it was crazy it was unbelievable um i look back and go i don't know how we did that but uh, the lord brought us through but for years and then when we moved out here it was like oh this is the rest of the way the rest of the world lives and um, with internet, so we had that. So I don't have those kind of problems anymore, but I I have other little issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the literal literal scriptures about hell, it's a literal place. It's not figurative. When fire is used figuratively, it's plain and clear in its context that it's figurative. The rest of it, it's literal. It's a literal place. It really exists. We don't want to go there. We don't want anybody we know that we love Mm-mm. to go there. Okay. 
So, um, you know, this isn't talked a whole lot about anymore. And it should be because it's not a fear thing. It's just a truth thing. That's right. Just trying to tell the truth, trying to warn people about, you know, it's like, you know, you have this knowledge that something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're trying to warn people. That's all. All right. Now, the other thing, the other thing that uh, hell is and the scriptures are plain about is that hell is an eternal, not a temporary, but an eternal yeah. place of torment. It's like the bottomless pit. It mm-hmm. just keeps on going. It, yes, never stops. Uh, and, you know, the whole thing about humanism, people say, well, loving God wouldn't do that. It has A loving God has to do that because he's a righteous judge. And holy. And holy. He, he has to do that. He, it's, if you're, if you're a, if you're a kid and you're sticking, uh, you know, bobby pins or, um, paper clips in a, in a light socket, the electricity has to, uh, punish you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's the natural law of that. It has to happen. Um, he is a loving God. He's provided a way not to go here. Mm-hmm. But when people rebel and they live in sin and they're anti-God and they actually hate God and they go towards the things of the world and give their life to Satan and stuff, that's the sin. The wages of sin is death. That's it's spiritual and eternal death. That's the result. Mm-hmm. And he's provided a way out. And if we can't take that way out, that's not his fault. Mm-mm. That's our fault. Yeah. You know, so humanism doesn't work, you know, because he's a loving, righteous judge. That's what has to happen. And you're punished forever. People are sinners are punished forever in the resurrected body because they're judged for the words and deeds and things that they committed while in that body during mm-hmm. this probationary time. It's very important. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why now is important. Mm hmm. Now is not just a time. It's, it's very important. So it is eternal, Ms. Kapow, not temporary. Nope. And in Mark 3.29, it says, But he that blasphemed against the Holy Ghost hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. And the word eternal that we're using here over and over again is um, Ionios, mm-hmm. Ionios, like Ion, like age. Right. So it means perpetual. It, it's used of past time or past and future as well. But it is eternal. It's forever. It's everlasting. Right. Everlasting. So it's not, there's no way around it. It's without beginning and end. Mm-hmm. It's that which always has been and always will be. Right. It never ceases. It's everlasting. So th- these are the words. This is the meaning of the word. So what it says, but are in danger of eternal damnation, that's exactly what it means. Exactly. There's no way around it. That's right. All right. The next scripture I have is Hebrews 6, and I'm going to read um, verses 1 through 2. Okay. It says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works 
and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, and of laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. So there is a doctrine of eternal judgment. Wow. And that's what we're teaching right now. Mm-hmm. Jude uh, verses 6 through 7 says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, unto the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Hmm. Eternal. No way around it. Forever. John five twenty eight through 29 says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Mm. Daniel 12, 2 says, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matthew eighteen eight. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew twenty five forty one. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was a hungered, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not, sick and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered, a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and he did not mini- and we did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Yeah, man. Second Thessalonians one eight, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. It's pretty clear. I don't. I wouldn't know what else to uh, to say mm-hmm. about that. You know. Revelation fourteen nine says, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Mm. And the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receives the mark of his name. You see, I don't know how um, some of these religions can use annihilation or soul sleep or, you know, I, I, with scriptures like that, I don't know how you get around that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's plain, it's clear. It, the smoke of their torment goes up day and night. I mean, you really have to do some, 
gymnastics, you know, verbal gymnastics to try to make it even fit anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you look at the plain and simple truth of the word and that's exactly what it says. That's right. And if you're squared away and you're walking in the spirit, it don't matter to you. Mm-hmm. That's all. I have one more scripture. Okay. The last one is Revelation 20:10, and it says, "And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever." Wow. Well, that's it, Miss Kapow. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to add to that. Nope, I think it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. That wraps up our uh, series on on hell. And the places of the underworld, what it all means. I th- I hope we presented it pretty clear and how to get out of that. And really that, this whole series, I mean, I, I wish everybody could hear it. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's hard to understand. Um, I, I So I wish people could just hear it. I really do. And just and let them make up their own mind. Do, do you want to believe this or not? Do you want to accept this or not? And just at least have the opportunity to accept or reject it, mm-hmm. you know, because um, once they hear it, they might say, well, that, that sounds like there's something to that. You know, uh, even if you have, if you have some kind of belief in, in the ancient scriptures. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, you know, what my fear is, is that, you know, the modern churches or cultural Christianity, they're not teaching this. No, well, um, they don't want to scare people away. Yeah, it's very unpopular. Oh my gosh, you know, you're going to die and burn forever in hell. How unpopular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but see, that's not love. No. They can't love their congregation if if they're not warning them. So I do wish they can hear it. So, you know, maybe you guys can forward it, share it. I know that's hard because you have to have people you can share it with and Granted, most of your family and friends, uh, they don't want to hear what you have to say anyway, (laughs) let alone something like this. But if you run across somebody, you know, please refer them to it, you Mm -hmm. know, for their own sake. Okay. Amen. All right. Anything else, Ms. Kapow? Nope. I think that's it. Okay. Well, let's end with the uh, fire down below. It's written. Yes. Written by Mr. Bob Seeger and um, re-recorded by yours truly mm-hmm. and uh, miss kapow's on there uh she's singing the choir yeah, man just, she's yeah. she's part of the choir in the background <laughs> my little part <laughs> yeah that's right well you know what she's got several songs in fact one song you're singing the lead on uh on this this project i'm working on mm-hmm. correct amundo yeah yeah but she yo. makes a good choir man she makes a good choir <laughs> thank you and um so but yeah i pretty much do this Messing around. My problem is, is I'm very, very picky. <laughs> so it's hard for me to, if, and I'm always learning. So if I learn something, then I got to go back and fix old stuff. So anyway, you know, I'm trying to make, I think I have a $40 million recording studio or something, you know, in a $40 million voice and talent. So that's what I think, but I don't. <laughs> so, uh, reality in me is not the same. But anyway, this is the song. And um, once I get it all done and I get the project compiled, 
you know, it'll be all licensed and I can, I can sell the cover and everything like that, but I don't own the song. It's copywritten by Bob Seger. So I can't distribute it or sell or anything like that, but I can play it on this show because I'm not making money, money on it. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Uh, good night. And we'll talk to you later. Ciao babies. Here come hot Nancy, she's stepping right